Welcome to the Eventful Entrepreneur. My name's Dodge. I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years and thrown thousands of parties across the UK. And I'm also the owner of the Bournemouth Sevens Festival. Everyone who knows me knows I love people, having a laugh and asking lots of questions. So I've been chatting to people with one thing in common. They've all lived eventful lives. This week, I'm delving into the eventful life of my dad, Roger Woodall Senior, known by his mates as Woody. Dad is a boy done good from the streets of East London. He went from the army to Mayfair's casinos to running his own pubs in the 80s, 90s and noughties in London. He retired to Marbella at an early age and is now an official Maxi Muscle ambassador in the world of CrossFit. He's a proper gentleman. Here he is, my best mate and my old man. Dad, unbelievable to have you on the show. It's great to be here, son. Yeah, mate. Son. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's just, I'm really looking forward to this one. So I want to, what I want to do, I just want to roll back all the years and go, where did you, what area did you grow up that you remember? Well, I was born in Isle Shepley in Kent, and then we moved over to uh, uh, Walthamstow, yeah. uh, early doors, East Ham, Kensal Rise. Yeah. And what were you doing was, in, in in East Ham? What was what was your what did your mum and dad do? What trade were they in? They, my old man had an off license uh, right on the corner of uh, Central Park Road, uh, right by the the park. It was fantastic, and uh, yeah, he was there. Uh, doing his bits and bobs, and yeah. you know, I was, I was just still sort of hanging about. And how far, how far away was the off license outside uh, from Upton Park, West Ham's ground? Oh, it's just up the road. It's just was the road. it? Yeah, it's a good walking distance. Easy, easy oh, doors. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. Easy doors. Yeah. And that's where that's where all our roots come from, isn't it? All West yeah. Ham fans. Well, it had to be, didn't it? <laughs> you couldn't be, a, you couldn't be an Arsenal fan or yeah. anything else around there. Yeah, just, yeah. You get slaughtered. And what was it like? What was it like in East London back in the day? Because East London now is very, very different. Was it very uh, doors open, welcoming mums and dads and we we were out as a kid. I used to I used to leave as early as I could out and day. We used to be out in the streets playing about. No one was bothered. Everybody's doors was open. Used to go around people's houses. Come in, Roger. Let's have some. Do you want some egg and chips? Yeah, yeah please. Yeah. Used to pile in there and it's literally everybody knew everybody around the street. It was yeah. great and it was it was very calm. Yeah, it's only when you ventured out to certain other areas you you, you get out your manner. Yeah, if you got out your manner, then you know you you just took your own life in yeah. your own hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't it wasn't t t too bad, but it. You just stayed where you were comfortable. Yeah. It was good. And and to be honest, you, I'd imagine back in the day, most people were more scared to go to East London than you lot leaving East London. <laughs> exactly. It was like you 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 grew up there, so I didn't know any different. Yeah. And I just uh, I just felt at home. I felt very comfortable. It's only as you get older and you look back and think, wow, look where I grew up. Yeah. You know, I, I just learned everything off the streets. It was yeah. just fabulous. Yeah, yeah, fabulous, yeah. you know. And obviously going to matches as a kid and oh, stuff must have been amazing, right? Of course it was. It was just it was stunning. You yeah. know, I unfortunately my old man didn't do a lot I didn't know my old man too well. He was always always working, working, working. So I used to go with a lot of mates yeah. and their dads and things like that. So yeah. it was a shame, uh, you know, with, with my old man. But he, he just had his head on uh, and he was just like an old fashioned ex yeah, yeah, yeah. RF moustache grumpy yeah 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 <laughs> and i was scared of him you know it yeah. was like it was it was like i didn't yeah what was it what was it um what was the what was the movement after east london where did you go did you try to get out of out of away from your mum and dad early doors did you want out what were the reasons why you wanted out and to get on with your own life well because we moved around 
been in that business, my old man moved around. So sort of 18 months maximum would be in one place. Really? So you can imagine going from Walthamstow. To different schools, Different was it? schools. Oh, mate, and, everything. And, and it got to a stage where once we left sort of uh, like East Ham, we, I went out to actually Clacton of yeah. all places. And I just thought, happy days. I've yeah. got this grass this beach, yeah, you know, yeah. I've been so used to this concrete and schools and, and everything was just concrete. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was great like that, fresh air and everything like that. And then we was there again for 18 months, then we moved on to a place called Sybil Hedingham, yeah. of all places. My old man got promoted yeah. to a site assessor then. So it was sort of like a little bit released, but although he was still going away working all over the place and everything else. And what was your, what was your get out, Dad? Was your get out that you were good at sport what was your thing? Because you, I was, we would chat a lot of time. We were quite similar. We didn't really in, enjoy the education side of school. What was your get out? It was t totally that. But I say traveling around so much, I, ha I had no education. Yeah. And by the time I got to Sydney, I was probably about fourteen, a little bit of a fourteen and a half. I give up by then. It, to me, education was just I didn't bother, and I did go to school. Uh, but the thing was, when you got to the school, it was like it, it was all these villages that used to go to one school. So. I remember you used to turn up, you used to walk in, call your name, and I used to walk straight through the school, out the back door, <laughs> down a railway line, yeah, smoking, yeah, you know, just doing things because no one bothered after you. They really, just, there were so many kids there, they just didn't bother, yeah, either, you know. And it was just like that was my school, and then I. But you were, but you were a good sportsman. Yeah, yeah, sport. I used to go to school on sports days. Yeah. That's for sure. PE yeah, days yeah. and art days. Woodwork, metalwork, those sort of days, but yeah. any, all the other stuff. So full-on hands-on stuff. Yeah, I, I'm just hands-on. Yeah. yeah. So what's yeah. interesting, I've looked back, obviously our world is obviously festivals and nightclubs and pubs. And, and it's interesting, we go all the way back and that, you, there's, there's a pattern here. You know, look at my granddad, your dad. He was in the alcohol world. Yeah. You were in the alcohol world. I'm in the alcohol world. I went into the festival my, party world. My, my granddad was in really? the, he had the pub at Bow Bills. Really? That's, that's all started off. He, you know, like he, when he started off, that's, that's where it all originated from yeah uh, yeah granted owning pubs and yeah. you know what what a man he was he was yeah. my hero yeah. i you know god bless my dad but he was my go-to all the time my granddad i used to stay with him on some holidays i never yeah. knew why but i used to get shipped well, out shipped out to him for yeah. six six weeks so I, I don't know why but i loved it yeah getting away from uh you know and being with my granddad he was he was a, a, a your hero man. wasn't he oh totally Got picked for the 1936 Olympic Games shooting. Yeah. He was a ace shot. Wow. He was a, got the DCM in the 17 in the war. You know, he was just a he, mate, very quiet man. Yeah. Very unassuming, but my word, what a, what a background. Strong. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So when did, when did you t tell me what you did to get out of the school education? What did you go, what did you do at 16? <laughs> a little story first. The you know you get careers officers come to school and that yeah. sort of thing. So I thought, oh, happy days. I'll I'll just pop back for that day see what they say. <laughs> so I remember I remember walking in and this guy I can't tell you whatever it was look, looked out at the paper looked at me and just went shook his head and went next. <laughs> and I just thought, oh well, happy days. It's like yeah. they got, they don't give a monkeys. Yeah. And the only thing that was in that sort of place at the time was Ripper's Woodworks, and there's no way that I was going to be one of these people to go down there. So. I just said, right, I joined the army, got nothing yeah. else to do, got no education. I went and joined the army and my word, what what a difference that made to yeah. me as a man, put me on the right path because God knows. Discipline. What, yeah, oh, discipline to the point of like, I, I really progressed really fast from from nothing to a, a sergeant yeah. in, in a short time. Yeah. Because I loved it. It was just outdoors, exercise, yeah. you know, and a lot of, lot of discipline, but you, you end up 
you know, you, you knew that if you knuckled down and, and did the discipline, you played sport. Yeah. If you didn't, yeah. you got all the shit jobs. Yeah. You know, so it made sense for all oh, this is do this, do that, the yeah. other. We went out and enjoyed ourselves. And how long were you in the army for? About four years. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, Ireland was coming about the time when I was in it and they used to show people on the TV uh, who had just been shot, killed. And, and some of our mates that I was with yeah. six months ago and that were, were dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, I didn't agree with it, and I just thought, I, thought, I couldn't, so I bought myself out. Yeah. Did uh, you have to buy yourself out, did yeah, you? Yeah, in those days. Is that right? And when I told them I could buy myself, I went through hell for yeah, uh, six months. Yeah. I went through, I was painting coal white. Yeah. I was cutting grass with a pair of scissors. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they made you do stupid things. Was there a lot of bullying going on? Was it because you, yeah. you're a tough man, and you've always been a tough man, and, and you've yeah. always been able to look after yourself. But actually, when you look back at those days, you think, Jesus Christ, that was full on. It was yeah. full on. You had the, But you knew no different, I guess. No, no. I didn't know the difference. Yeah. You just looked after yourself, and yeah. you didn't take the shit from anybody. Yeah. You know, you you were the, you got to be the, the main man. I did tend to, you do seem to get on top of that. When you were like that, you tend to be in this group. Yeah which is above, every, not of everybody else, but you were in this group and you felt quite uh, strong with it as yeah. well. But you, as an individual, because you've got to get out of the group sometime, you've got to still stick up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but the army was like brutal. Yeah, I bet it was. Absolutely brutal. Some of them, you know, I could go for hours just talking about what, mm. what used to happen in the army, mm. but there you go. We can talk about it offline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you told me a lot of it. Oh, but what's so, so when you left the army, what was the, when you come out of the army and thought, right, I need to go and get a job. What was your next move? Well, funny enough, that uh, my brother was, uh, Stuart, was in the casinos. He was a manager of the casinos. And Whereabouts? Uh, in London. Okay. In London. Oh, no, sorry. No, in, in Bristol. He started off in Bristol, but yeah. then he come down to London. Yeah. And as I come out of the army, I didn't want to go back living mum and dad. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I asked Stuart, could, could I live with you and yeah. after obviously a while he let us come and live with him that sort of thing moved into Hampstead uh, again didn't know what to do but I got a job in uh, nightclubs up uh, Bond Street the, okay. the Rheingold Club which was a German club at the time and I was on the reception doing this doing that the other and some of the bods used to see come and go in there were just unreal mm. and then, again I won't go into it but what are we talking here we're talking the 60s 70s yeah yeah 70s, yeah it's like yeah. 70s, 70s, yeah, 70s. Okay. and, and then, then it was like um he, he he sent me out to Germany to 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 work in the Rheingold Club in Germany. Is that right? Guess what? And were you doing? like go on? And I'll, I'll go. Of course, I was going to go. Yeah. But guess what they did? Go on. They dressed me up as a beef eater. What the beef eater? A geezer, beef eater like <laughs> on the front door. No, like making people. I, I couldn't speak a word of bloody German. German. So I said thumbs up and yeah. winking and all this. <laughs> what a plum, you know. But it it done me well. It got sort of down. And then I come back uh, and then I didn't want to do that anymore. And then again with Stuart, again, he, he sought me out. He got so what was he? He was the, one of the main men. Yeah, he, one was, of, he, was, he was the, the manager man now. At the casino yeah, in London, it, in Mayfair. Yeah, with Mecca. Yeah. With Mecca. So yeah, so I got a job with him, did the training, got onto the, uh, uh, I was actually dealt roulette for a little while. Then I got the dice crew because if you got the dice crew, you were, the lads, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, the dice crew were brilliant. And what were you here? Twenty years old, so twenty-one. Yeah, well, just about, yeah, nineteen twenty, something yeah. like that. Yeah, a bit cut of twenty, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, lucky enough, here we go. Yeah. Uh, got picked to go on the QE2 uh, wow. for six the months. QE2. Yeah. Yeah. With all the celebrities and people. As a croupier. As a croupier. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So wow. you did a two. You 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 flew out to uh, uh, to uh, New York, and then you got the ship from New York off around the Caribbean for two weeks and back again. And it used to be fabulous because you get all these people on there. Were you single at the time? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was single. <laughs> my Jesus. <laughs> so you got all these uh, all these families getting on with all the 
their daughters, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so, they, so basically, you were a crew here on the QE2. Yeah. People would come on for two weeks, sleep on there for two weeks. Then they would drop off and then a new load of people would come on. New load of women exactly. and party. But it's all around the Caribbean. We used to get off every Caribbean island. And Sounds tough, mate. It was tough. You know, <laughs> our, our first port of call, we, we also chip in and buy as much booze as we could and we yeah. turn one of the cabins into like a room and you just went in there any time of day or night help yourself to drink and, yeah. and parties oh yeah. we had parties every single night yeah. and you used to go I used to share a cabin with a you know, guy and, and if you got back late or whatever we pulled there'd be a pillow sitting outside the front door what it's a code it's a code to say grab your pillow because you ain't coming <laughs> in <enough." laughs> so you'd be wandering around the ship and you'd find a place I've slept in the lift going up and down up yeah, and down, down you know, all night <laughs> But uh, that was great. Was that a good as a twenty-year-old, it must have been a great oh, experience, right? Twenty-one-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. 21 yeah. I had my 21st birthday on there actually. Wow. And that's that was, young, isn't it, to be a croupier? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was exciting. Yeah. And then after we did six months of that, you sort of get your legs back and you come back home. And uh, I, I left Mecca um, to go to Labrooks because I was just. And these are another casino. Yeah, it's another group. Yeah. another group. Because uh, I was always known as Stuart's brother. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a identity oh you're Stuart you're Stuart because so, he was the top dog yeah so yeah, I was okay. getting well peed off of that so yeah. I, I joined Labrooks and uh, started afresh there so I've become my own identity at Labrooks and yeah. again on the dice crew and then spent the next sort of 10 years uh, dealing craps and uh, enjoying a fantastic uh, yeah, lifestyle yeah. I bet you did so what's craps craps is the one where you, got a, you can't throw a seven yeah. and you can bet on other people and when they're, when they're winning everyone's winning everyone's celebrating well the, the basis of it is 7-11 you win yeah Seven, you lose. So the first roll of the dice, seven, eleven, you win. Yeah. Then you set up your numbers or whatever. You keep okay. on, and you keep on rolling until you throw another seven. Yeah. Once you throw the seven, game finishes. Move dice moves on. Yeah. Okay. So and you, as you know, if you put a dice any way around, yeah. It's seven, whichever yeah. way you look at it, the two of them together. Yeah, so yeah. The I've seen, I've seen all your skills doing the old <laughs> with the chips, the chips, and yeah. The, yeah. Well, that's all you used to do. You used yeah. to sit there, stand there, and we used to have such a laugh. Tell me <laughs> what the lifestyle was like, Dad being working in Mayfair Casino, leaving home. What time would you leave home? What time would you come back home? What what, what was the movement? <laughs> the, the movement. Because I know you yeah. loved a party back in the day. Dear, mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because people don't see me drink now and partying so much now as you get older. But, mm. I, you know, well, again, I'll tell you about it now. You get to work at nine o'clock at night yeah. and you work till sort of like three o'clock. And if you was unlucky enough. 3 a.m. Yeah, 3 a.m. in the yeah. morning. If you're lucky enough to do the count, you had to stay back and empty the boxes out and do yeah. the count and the money. Like that. But if you didn't, you shut off. So mainly times you'd shoot off and then we'll all go down Covent Garden. Uh, this is like no three o'clock in the morning because the, the White Hart down then, uh, right next to the station, used to open up for us really? upstairs. Well, all the, all the crew All the crew yeah. yeah, yeah. So piling Amazing. there, all upstairs because no one to know then you're upstairs. Mm. And just, there you go. You got the bar right then, <laughs> parties and all that sort of <laughs> So then I'd sort of leave there about sort of nine o'clock. Nine a.m. Yeah. yeah. After so having a sesh. sesh yeah. From about four. Yeah. You know, by the time it gets going. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you jump on the train and I'll be on the train. I'll wake up in wherever it's got up. And the train's go. <laughs> it's now like 12 o'clock. I'm still on the train. Sure. You know, because every time I feel a click, wake up again, I'm not near the thing. Yeah, so yeah. I cottoned on. I, I used to wear, I used to have a big uh, tab that I used to put on me, sticker on. Please wait me at Hampstead. Who's it? Mr. Stick. whack it on my so Everyone's coming to work. You're going home. So when I sat in the train, I'd whack it on. And if I fell asleep, and people used to give you a nudge. Nudge. You're absent, man. You know, when you wake up, <laughs> oh, hey, Jay, hey, and then you jump off, and then, you know, it gets brilliant. Start. Yeah, but parties, there was parties all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, time. you think about it, it was the, the, the top casinos in Mayfair, in London, the capital of the world. 
the, the parties must have been ridiculous in the 70s and 80s, it right? Was just, it was, you didn't do nothing else but party. Yeah. Everybody... And you were around a lot of fit chicks, I oh, take it. Oh, my word, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where I met your mum. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and what was, was mum just... doing? Well, at the time, she was a waitress yeah. uh, at the in the club, and that, and I was on the dice, and obviously that's how you get to yeah. know each other. Because you've got to go out at some point as a group and this sort of thing. Yeah. And, that's and a waitress is what? Is that the one? Is that the, Do they call them the Playboy Bunnies or something? No, she, or? Was, she was a Playboy Bunny before, but then she came across to uh, when she worked for Labrats with it. So that's how we sort okay. of knew each other. But yeah, she was a Playboy Bunny before. Yeah. I didn't know her then, but yeah. But, but yeah, she was just a waitress, but she was just so funny. Yeah. You could hear her. All over the yeah. casino. She's just character, character, yeah, 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 and very good looking. Oh, she was stunning, was she? stunning, and she still is. Yeah, still is. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, it, it, it's a situation where that you know that was the thing. Everybody knew everybody. Yeah. So we always got a party together, and a lot of people got together <laughs> through that as well. Yeah. I you bet. Know. I bet. So how yeah. many years were you there for then? In the casinos, yeah, uh, about Rough. about ten years. Okay. And how did that come to an end? Oh. It was a shame, really, because you know when you're really enjoying something, you enjoy something you're doing, and you know you're moving up the ranks because you become box man, you become, become on the floor, yeah, and yeah, yeah, you yeah. can move up in there yeah. very well. The, the Labricks were doing a, a right fiddle with the old Bill, yeah. private investigators. They were taking uh, phone, um, number. car number plates yeah. uh, of the big high rollers, send them invites to come to their club, trying to nick them for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, and of yeah. course, they got found out. Right? So uh, they just stood out a mile, yeah. but they didn't know what money was. Yeah. I'd see them bring out like, the old pink packets of a £1,000, laying them all over the table. And they didn't really know what, No, because they, they didn't just, know the value of a pound note. They didn't know what a pound note. Okay. They just get these pink packets out and whack them all over. Wow. Them. And it was just... And it, the funny thing is, when you're when you're playing like that or you're there, when, you, when they wipe the table down, yeah. it's like my mortgage... It's just, just gone down there for one, wow. one little uh, spin, wow. one or one roll of the and dice. And is that what is that what ended? Because you, you and obviously, were you married to mum? Yeah, I got married then. Yeah, yeah, we got married then. Were you were married while you were doing the casinos? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that's, and that's when we got married. Done together. Okay, so you were flying night, throwing parties, house yeah, parties, having house fun, parties, living the good life, living the great life. Yeah, we yeah. had obviously mum earned good money as a waitress, this is, and I earned good money. As a, and she, crew, hers yeah. was tips, wasn't it? Arabs a lot giving of yeah, tips. Yeah, we weren't allowed to take tips is as, that right? as a croupier. You weren't allowed to take tips, wow. but the waitresses did. So that's why they you know, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we 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 got a nice house and everything. Everything's going great, and then this bombshell of like you got made redundant. It was wow. like it was terrible, and then. The other casinos want you to work for them, but they half your wages you were on before. Right, so okay. I just thought, no, I can't have this. Yeah. So I, I dropped out and we just sort of sat to get sit down and think what to do and move on to. And, and what was the, what was the next move for you? <laughs> well, this is the next move was like uh, um, Amory's uh, sister was in a pub with, mm. with her husband at the time. And they just said, well, how about coming across and having a look at how you feel? So Is that the pub in Hammersmith? That was the pub in Amherst we yeah. trained at. Yeah. yeah, this is when we, you were shipped away from us for a year. It was just hard. It was just, oh, I can't. I would never, ever, ever do that again. Mm. But at the time, you just thought, well, I've got to get on with this, and and I've got to try and do this for your futures. Yeah. You know, you and yeah. Maxine were were shipped to Wales, and we didn't see you for like a year. It was mm. like maybe a day, Christmas Day. I remember leaving on Christmas Day. We we had to work till twelve. Shot up to Wales from Amherst. How old was I, roughly? 
oh, three. Yeah. Maybe a little bit older than that. Maybe a little bit older, but yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's just awful. It must have been heartbreaking. It's, it was heartbreaking. I was, Is that because the brewery wouldn't allow any kids in the? What, what no, was it? No, because we couldn't train with you there. Because yeah. we, we, we was in someone else's pub. Yeah. You know, we were working in a one bed flat in a one bedroom. Oh, it was awful. My Considering God. we had this big house, we had all this lifestyle. You've gone back to like the shed. Yeah. Uh, but we got we got our heads down and we got on with it and. Uh, Lucky enough, we they liked us. We did really well. We got our first pub, you know, yeah. uh, the Vic in Surbiton. Yeah, I remember it well. Oh yeah, well you would definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. How, how was that? That that getting your own pub again? Was it straight away going right? Oh, happy days, wasn't yeah. it? It was yeah. like now I'm my own boss. Yeah. Although I'm still at a brewery, it was like you're still your own boss. You still mm. did your own things. When I took over the Vic, it was an old uh, old uh, tenancy before. Uh, now it's been taken over to Manny's house. Yeah. And. So all sorts of oh there, my word, punks and well, problems. The, the, and... the thing, the thing was with the, that pub, all the other pubs are slung every else out, and they're all in the Vic. Mm. So when I got there, the first day, I just, I, I just thought, oh, I can't have this. So yeah. the next day, I just locked all the doors and I stood on the door uh, myself. Yeah. And as people come, they go, no, mate, not in here, no. And it, like, you'd imagine the boots yeah. and swings and everything yeah, else going. Yeah, yeah. But it worked out well. I, I took that for about two weeks doing that, and gradually, gradually, gradually. That's a ballsy getting... thing to do, Dad. Well, you had to. I didn't want to be surrounded by these people. Yeah. Not disrespect. I, you know, I didn't know him from Adam. Yeah. But they just caused. They were just all the aggravation. Yeah. The area was in that one part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had to do it. And then it, it was in a disrepair as well. So Bruce stepped in. What after. are we talking here? Early eighties, is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, then the Bruce stepped in and did it all up for us. And about a year later, and happy day. So you done. went from being a croupier to all of a sudden, right? I got my own pub. There's no food in the pub. We've got to start making food in the pub because we well, take it for granted now. Most pubs have food, but back then there was no food in the pub, was there? Oh, there's nothing. You had to have the jar on the on the on the bar or the, the mouldy cheese roll that sometimes be up there or a packet of crisps. Yeah. The old arrowroot biscuits with the they were they were awful like dog yeah. biscuits, and that's all you had and a packet of crisps and pork scratchings yeah. and things like that yeah. and nuts. So we just thought, well, we asked the brewery, can we do our own food and. It's ours. I don't want nothing. Take the money. Know, yeah. Take the money. So yeah. they said, "Yeah, we'll go for it. See what happens." So we oh. did. We, we 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 got a chef in. Well, your mum did a lot of cooking as well. We got someone else to come in, mm. and then we started this. It was on a, like a, a put you up table yeah, with the hot plates, <laughs> and we did started doing like shepherd's pie, chili con carne, yeah. all the easy stuff to do. But people started coming and started eating it. Yeah. And it, it went from that into this massive restaurant we, we yeah. created. And then it started happening in all the other pubs yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And then I stayed there for about six years mm. at a Vic. Uh, happy days. We had some great, great, great times. Amazing there. parties. Yeah, mate and party parties. You were there, constantly yeah. putting on parties. It was like yeah. you were the new generation of going. It, people take it for granted now, like DJs and fancy dress. And that didn't really happen then. And all of a sudden you were bringing this the mm. entertainment to the pub. Well, because there, there was nothing else. It was just pubs. Yeah. You just went in a pub. When we had when we took over the, the, the Vic, you had a pallet bar, a snug in the front, and a lounge at the back. Yeah. So it just kept everybody separate. So when they did it up, we, we we knocked all that through and made it one big bar, and that's when we started. Everybody started coming in and, and becoming. We had the parties, we had having DJs in, and yeah. having nights, theme nights, and things yeah. like that. And no one else had been doing this. Yeah. So it, it really took off. That's why I got it from there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you well, taught me well. Well, the thing was, you was always there. Yeah. Every time I looked around, you'll be there dressed yeah. up. You know, we, yeah, yeah, you yeah. had to be dressed up because, yeah. you, you, you know, you're down. And, in fancy dress. In fancy dress. I've seen yeah, all the yes. photos. Yeah, I know. My I bet when you and mum had a right laugh, fancy dressing me up every other Well, every everything. <laughs> yeah, whatever the theme was, you, yeah. you had to do it. And you, you were so up for it. And you used yeah. to come down and mix with everybody. It was just, and everybody knew you anyway. Yeah. 
every new year. And yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? That we're talking about that sort of lifestyle as a kid growing up in a pub is very different to, from a family calm house to the chaos of a pub and, yeah. the, and, and the things that come with it. Yeah. How did you feel as a dad at the time, knowing your son was around adults the whole time? Because we didn't know any different. I did, you, did you feel this is not right? Or did you go, he's loving it? Or he, he, Dr. Water, how did you feel? Well, obviously, I didn't have much option yeah. uh, because I, I, I had to be, well, the parents had to be breadwinners. We had to, I, I, funny enough, bringing that up, I tried to live my life through you. Mm. You know, that's why I, I named you Roger of all things. You mm. know, I just want to, I want you to be junior. That's what the mm. idea of junior, wasn't junior. It? Yeah, yeah. And you were my life. Mm. Um, I, I could afford to send you to a private nursery. I could send you to a private school. Mm. So I wanted you to have an education yeah. that I didn't have. Yeah. And so unfortunately, being surrounded in the pub trade, it had to be that to, to, to move on. Yeah. You know, so that's, was my idea is that I could now afford to look after you and Maxine yeah. and move everybody forward. Yeah. Um, that was that was my idea. That was your it own. wasn't, you know, it's not a great, because I say, you say friends and so you go to the houses and they'd be a nicest four bedroom house with everything yeah. nice and you come back to the pub and yeah. your friends would come back and it was like, they, they loved it. it. I know they they loved it, didn't they? Fruities, beer, oh, don't get me with Fruities. Yeah. Remember that time I come down Sunday mornings, you and Chris, till open, Getting all the money out and playing the machines. <laughs> Working the what, machines. All your tills. Yeah, the tills. <laughs> playing the money. Just like, oh, damn. <laughs> Anyways. What was, um, it's funny looking back. What made you want me to get, when we obviously went from the, then went to Kingston and that was like the big, that was the big pub. That was the pub to be at. And in the, in the South, on in the whole of the South, like Kingston was the place to be. You'd have your Croydons. Every, every area would want to be in Kingston because you had, Three massive nightclubs, and back in the nineties, now late eighties, nineties, three massive nightclubs. There was a lot happening in Kingston, and it brought everyone in from South London, didn't yeah. it? Well, Kingston was a new pub. It yeah. was a brand new pub built on the on the on the waterfront, yeah. and called the Bishops, the Bishop Out Residence yeah. at the time. It's now changed to the Bishops, I've yeah. noticed. And I wanted that pub, yeah. and I worked damn hard, and I got it. Yeah. In actual fact, at one point, when the guy left the Bishops, they asked I was running the the Vic and the Bishops at the same time. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, you yeah, remember, I, I was like down that sort of thing. And eventually he said, you don't say, well, you give it to us. So we moved to the Bishop Arras. Now, this is, to me, was a top, yeah, number was, one. It was number, number one, one in the I country, had, wasn't it? I had the, the waterfront in front of me. Yeah. I had Kingston Town Centre behind me. I had a nightclub above me. Yeah. What more could you want for yeah, business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Amazing walk-by trade, wasn't Yeah, there? the walk-by trade. It was a place to be. Everybody, everybody who came to Kingston headed down the yeah, Bishop, yeah. you know, because the nightclub's above. It was yeah. just... It was that fabulous. was really exciting as a kid, by the way. I know. That's your. That's when you sort of come into yourself as well, because when you got there at that age, mm. you were now old enough to see more what's going on yeah. to get, get him... I saw everything, Dad. Well, even your podcast, when I've heard your... Yeah. You know, that's you growing up with, yeah. the, with the doorman and... That's how you moved on. Yeah. yeah. So for you, when you went there, there was no such thing as bouncers back in the day, and you <laughs> were you were the first person to bring bouncers on the doors. Why was that? Was that because it was obviously there was eight hundred people in your pub or whatever ramoed before they went to the nightclub? Did you start to see something? You thought, hold on a minute, I need to get bouncers in here and, and calm things down. Well, on a Friday and Saturday night is when it used to really take off because yeah. uh, of the nightclub and everything. Yeah. And you got, as you said, people come from all over the place. Yeah. From London, Croydon, all that so yeah. to, to come to be because the nightclub was a well known. It's, yeah. it's had so many names to the park, but it was well known. And I got two entrances to the bishop: one on the front, one on the side, yeah. and an upstairs bar, which is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I remember one night, early doors, we'd have trouble upstairs and I'd get all this guy and you have a tough and fight and everything, get yeah. him down the stairs, sling him out. And you think, oh, you know, you've done that. You walk around the other door and, and you go upstairs again, he's back up there. Because yeah. he's just like, walked out <laughs> and walked in the other door. And, got up, and I thought, this is yeah. just like a waste of time. I'm, yeah. I'm you know, knocking me on the yeah. wall here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, the next weekend, I got all of a couple of guys uh, that I knew from the gym. I said, look, do you want to come and earn a few bob yeah. and help me out on the door? Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. You know. So they come down and uh, the first guy turned up, I didn't know this, he's going to do it. He turned up with two Alsatians. <laughs> and I thought, what are you doing? <laughs> and his, his dogs were... Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and he was like, so I slung him around the side door so he wouldn't notice yeah. with his two dogs. Yeah. But the other guy on the other door, and then we'd, we'd be, I could help them out. You know, yeah. if they had problems, we could run around the other yeah. And it started to work at weekends. We started to keep in trouble out as such. Yeah before it got into the pub. Yeah. And then eventually it went on and on and on. And so I started employing proper, well, not called proper doorman, you know, proper suits on and everything else mm. with a tie and everything, who were proper six Lumps. foot square. Yeah. Know, Chris, yeah. for instance, you know, yeah. he, was, he was six foot square. And Baldy, you know, we'd go and through you, all loads of I names. I could go they? loads of And they, yeah. were, they become good friends. It was great because you had a good rapport with them on the door. Yeah. And they knew exactly what I wanted. And yeah. they didn't let anybody in yeah. that shouldn't be in that pub. And that's it. And that's what we do. And if I barred people from the pub, they were barred. Mm, they knew, didn't they? Not two weeks later, they come back. Oh, I've had me two weeks. Yeah. Oh, no, mate, you're you're, you're barred because yeah. you've had done something for me to say you're barred. If they did say stupid, I'd let them back in. But yeah. generally, you're barred. You know, it was weird because like that, that was probably the age of ten for me. Mm. What eight, nine, ten, eleven, and we were there for what a good 15, 16 years, wasn't yeah, it? Nineteen years, I do. But I remember as a kid seeing seeing your old man having tear ups. Mm. Like you're throwing people out because mm. you're you were you're an amazing Nick now, Dad. But you were a proper bodybuilder back then, <laughs> yeah. and you were, I was you know running. I was out with the door. You were throwing people out. They're having a massive tear up, banging people. I was like, oh my. And God. you're sitting watching. That's yeah, what, that don't help, does it? But, no, yeah, but yeah. I knew no different, Dad. Yeah, I was, that was the environment yeah. we grew up in. Yes, you yeah. know, and 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 it's only now I've had time to reflect. I look back. and go, there's not many, not many kids and they've seen your old man having tear-ups every other week and throwing people out and stuff. But that's part of what we knew. We didn't know any different then. You didn't know any different. No. I didn't know any different. But it was a business to me. So yeah. I wanted my business to be, be protected. protected. I, yeah. wanted, I didn't want these uh, Herberts in there yeah, of and course. creating havoc and yeah. upsetting my business. And that yeah. means they upset my business and people leave. And I yeah. don't want that. I want money. I want yeah. going in. Pound know. note. Go because you get a Remember, pound note, you got a, you got a pound. What made you want? What made you want to give me that most amazing gift and go right? I want to, I want to send my boy to a private school because all my mates, none of them went to private school. We're all and in a pound note. What was, what was your main objective there? My main objective was, as I said before, that I, I wanted you to have what I didn't have, and I want you to have an ed education. I want you to move on. I want you to get on in the world. Yeah. And Kingston at that time, I, I didn't want you. I'm growing up in Kingston yeah. because of what it was. Yeah. So unfortunately, I did ship you out to a boarding school, yeah. uh, you know, and at 12 years old, again, it broke my heart, everything. But I, I was back every weekend. I, I know that. <laughs> and I used to come out to you every football match, rugby match, yeah. whatever. I used to come up there and see you everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the main reason. I just wanted you to have the best Best sporting start, facilities. Best sporting facilities, education. Yeah. You know, and here you are. And it was like a, it was weird. I said on my podcast growing up, it was like a double life because all of a sudden you'd be like, yeah, son, 
there's your there's your school fees. <laughs> and I'd walk up to the school. Remember me and yeah, you? No. You and I would walk to school every day every with the two Alsatians, yeah. you in your Gold's Gym <laughs> tracksuit track bottoms, <laughs> bodybuilder, me in my West Ham rucksack, and we would walk whatever weather, like half an hour, 40 minutes, walk to school. And when we get to school, you see all these posh rich kids turn up in all the nice cars with briefcases. And we, we probably stood out, didn't we? Yeah. But the funny thing is, all the mums loved you mm. because you're such a humble, lovely guy. Mm. But when they first turned up, they must be like, what is going on here? Well, the first funny thing was, because as you said, they they all turned up in their BMWs and Rollers and that. So yeah. they're all dressed up the nines as they're dropping the kids off. And yeah. there's me at tracksuit, the dogs. And I remember standing aside and just, Joe's son, have a great, great day. And then I remember this one woman come up to me and she says, we're all intrigued. What do you do? And I sort of looked at her and I just, well, actually, I pull pints. Yeah. And I walked away and you could see she stood there and didn't know what to say. Yeah. And But then it was it was great because you get to know every after. Yeah. We went on holiday. Remember school holidays? Yeah. I always used David to Essex. Yeah, it was me and David yeah. Essex we used to turn up. Yeah, we used two to West Ham fans. Every game, there was just us two, and because their parents were, they're all executives, and they never could get there. Yeah. There's me and David Essex on the line, shit, screaming, yeah, 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 rock star, and another rock star, <laughs> and yourself. Yeah, it was quality, mate. Yeah, and it, you, you came to every single match of mine. Everything. When I look yeah. back, you were everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you, you said it a minute ago. It's like living your life through your, through yeah, your yeah. son. It was yeah, like, yeah. but it was good because I, I, I did take the time. It was like in those days we closed like a, it's two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever because yeah. it was those hours but it was like i had the time i would have made the time anyway whatever happens i'd have got staff do what i'm mm. doing i'd have shot off because i was interested in what you're doing mm. and i i loved it i mm. love you seeing you move on this sport i don't know about your education side but <laughs> sport was very good and i think my education was like yours said <laughs> yeah but you you had the opportunity if you took it you took it if you didn't you did but yeah. you did take it because obviously you're not where you are now without education yeah. whether you you embraced it to the point of like like most people do, but yeah. you've moved on with it. Yeah. You had a bit of everything. You, had, you saw life. You saw what it's like to be in a, uh, a private school yeah. with other these people that was around you. Yeah. Look at the what the lads that oh, were the around contacts. you. The contacts, unbelievable. Well, look where you know. I'd, I'd rather think what your contacts on your uh, phone now. <laughs> yeah. How many you got? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty uh, pretty extensive. Extensive, yeah. And it was interesting because I've kept every single contact from a kid, every number. It's yeah. always been transferred. And and what, the number, and I've never lost a contact. And how has it come into... Oh, Dad, good unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so going through all the sport, um, what was it like when you used to pick me up from school? What was it like where you were walking back with two Alsatians, myself, and you had 10, 12 kids walking <laughs> behind you wanting to walk? What happened there? We started off because we used to walk to school. You're like the Pied Piper. It was a bit of a bit because <laughs> when we used to walk home to school, with us two, and you, I remember your cat used to roll your cat and use it as a rugby ball. Yeah. Remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, and we used to pick the cars out and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, and a couple of times the kids said, Oh, can I walk back with, with Roger's dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they walked, we had to walk down the street. So I know I was going to drop them off. There you say, Okay. So I used to have these your rucksacks and their rucksacks walking along with the dogs <laughs> and there was like one kid then and then days went by and there's about four or five kids in the end yeah. you know and dropping them off in their houses they yeah. went back they just want to be didn't want to go home in, in the car and yeah. they just want to 
They want to be around fun. you, and they, 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 fun, they knew yeah. there was fun. There was singing going on. Yeah, yeah. We used to teach all the kids. I'm <laughs> forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> wasn't it? Every kid, they might be. A, every kid was a Liverpool fan. I mean, you know, we converted them all to West Ham fans, didn't we? Yeah. I remember yeah. school, school days, school sports days, and things like yeah. that. You know, we used to good have times, weren't they? Yeah, we used to have the, the goal in and let the kids score and give them a pound yeah, and a lollipop, right. and yeah, everyone was, loved you. It was great, didn't, didn't they? It? Yeah, it was. We had good times, especially the mums, Dad. Why was that? I don't know. So what was the um, so we we yeah. were moving on sort of like eight, uh, 80. I want to know why we had a pet monkey <laughs> called Mitzi. I want to know why we had a cockatoo called Bubbles that used to sing, I'm forever blowing bubbles, I'm forever blowing bubbles. I want to know why you had like, God knows how many budgies flying around, two Alsatians, a Doberman, and we lived in a two-bed flat above a pub. What was going on in your, in yeah, your you mind? Got, yeah, you, you've got to remember, <laughs> we're not all living up the two-bedroom flat. Yeah. The dogs were downstairs. Yeah, yeah, of course. The two, yeah, the two, the two old guard dogs were. Well, but, the three what, dogs. What about the? What about the? How was the? What, why did you choose a monkey? I just love animals, and it was like it, it was. I a, love this yeah. question. <laughs> no, but it was just like to me, it's a it's a big challenge. I, I just love primates. Yeah. I, I love wildlife. Yeah, and I've always been like it, and I don't know where I've got it from because. No one in my family yeah. is is like that, you know. Uh, same with sports. Mm. No one in my family is sporty yeah. except myself. So I, I feel like this odd person. I've often thought so I should have got a, a, a DNA done with yeah. mum and dad to make sure I was theirs. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, I was I was like this odd odd person out of the family. But I just love animals. You do. Don't and you? the opportunity come up uh, with Mitzi that uh, she was getting farmed out because someone couldn't handle it. So so I bought this massive cage, big like six foot square cage and uh, I had her in, a, in the house but she was always out she was always out wasn't she? she was just like out and she used to sit on your shoulder and yeah. eat, I'd be eating my dinner and she'd jump down and dip me the chicken leg <laughs> and off she'd go and this sort of thing they uh, were good times they were good times and then you had oh, yeah. bubbles out in the hallway singing singing away and yeah. remember Maxine going out and no, Ma no, no, Maxine would go out partying. She'd come back at like four or five in the morning, creeping in. Because you've got to remember, when you're in a pub, there's a alarms, there's three doors to go up, there's other doors to go. You have to get in, your, get in the flat. And she and she would come up and she'd get the last bit and Bubbles would see her and we'd go, I'm forever blowing Bubbles! And just wake up the whole flat and then everyone knew she'd been coming in at 5 a.m., wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Good alarm, good alarm clock, yeah, yeah. No, but it's just, I just love animals. And I've always got, you know, I think this is the only time in my life I did have a budgie not long ago, but it, it went away. But yeah. I haven't got any animals around me. Yeah. And I just, and I love nature. It's like in this horrible, horrible time we're going through now, I'm out every day. Yeah, you love it, don't I you? I just love being out. Well, did you, do you think you were in the wrong occupation? Oh, 100%. You, you do? 100%. Tell me, your, tell me your, what your dream would have been. Oh. What would you like to have been doing every single day? In zoology, working with animals, you know, going around the world. You know, whales, dolphins, just being around and yeah. working with animals and conservation, things mm -hmm. like that. And it just, it just didn't happen in my life, and I know I could have done it. You know, yeah. you, everybody says that you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But at that time, going back to what we talked about, yeah. I needed to have the money to move you lot on. Yeah. Uh, because it wouldn't be fair. Yeah. You know, you, you're in my life. Mm. I'm not prepared to take you out of that and give you a horrible life. I tried to, well, I tried to. I don't know if it's the right thing to do. I don't know. But that time to me, I wanted you and have Maxine. A, have a nice to, education. To, yeah, to and move stuff. on yeah. And, and, and to have a- I've got to thank you so much, you know, Dad. It's been my pleasure. And yeah. I, to, to, to be sitting here now, yeah. opposite you, <laughs> having this conversation, it's like, it's, it's dream, I dream of it. Yeah. It's just, it's, and what you've done is just out of this world. Mm. Out of this world. Thank you, mate. It means it's a lot. Fantastic. Well, you've been my hero for 
since day one. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I genuinely, you know that. We're best of mates. Oh, best of mates. It's, like we've it's done fabulous. everything together. Yeah. Every everything. single thing. Yeah. Going to under as well as going to Upton Park, going to all the mm. Twickenham, get to every game. Always, You've always been by my side. If there's ever been a little bit of trouble somewhere at school or something, you'd always be backing me up. Backing me up for everything, Dad. Yeah, yeah. That's good. It's it's great because you you you. I say I'm. What can you say? Mm. You're my son, mm. and I love you loads. Yeah, it's same. Like it's, uh, same. And what was yeah. the um, what was the what was the funny thing? Do you remember before I'd go to school each term? You go because you were in a cash business, right? <laughs> it was all cash. It was booze. It was food. It was cash, and you were earning this cash, and you were getting the cash and going right. I'm going to send it to private school. Give him the education. Do you remember you used to give me six hundred quid each term? Put it in my top pocket. Walk to the headmaster's office and go, and go, boom, there you go. And the headmaster was like, oh, fantastic. I bet that never went through the books, did it? <laughs> There's no, he's got happy days. Yeah, he's, happy uh, days. Here comes gonna, Dodge. He's gonna, <laughs> gonna be set. Yeah, but it's, yeah. in those days, everything was cash. Yeah, I didn't have a, I had a credit card yeah. because you had to, because when you book holidays, you had to pay by a credit card. Mm. But everything I did was cash. And it was, it was cash, was mm. the, in the business mm. there was no other thing you know every pay by cash you earn cash and pay everything by yeah. cash all my tax all my vanity you pay by cash you yeah know, mate? It's that's like, what it was you know it? just straight out the bank cash is king cash is king yeah. and uh, i i struggled when uh when i come out of the business uh, well, just is the latter years so you you're in the pub game for like 20 years right but it was that it was yeah. the latter years when computerized tills started to come in and all this sort of stuff wasn't it which was which was probably a kick I didn't like it because I was used to used to care. How did you feel when you knew who I was hanging around with, all the doormen, and and they've all a lot of them have written books now because they've da, 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 whatever they were up to. Did you know what was going on, or did you turn a blind eye? I I knew what was going on to a certain extent, obviously, because I was busy yeah. in the pub. You're outside, staying with the doorman, but I knew they would look after you one million percent. Yeah, that I knew that yeah. they they would not let you out their sight. Nothing would happen to you at all. Yeah. So I was happy with that going on. I wasn't happy what you were seeing yeah. at such a young age, but again, it's this is your life. This is what you grow up. I can't keep you away from it. Yeah. You you got to. I loved it. Got, Dad. Of course you did. I know you did. Buzz. I know you did. You did great. You earned a lot of money out yeah. of doing doing bits and bobs. <laughs> going back to talking about money, I always remember um, giving you the money for to go to uni and things like that. And then I used to give you some uh, spending money. Every, every, you know, obviously yeah. send you some money. And one day. Dad, I don't really need to spend any money. I thought, my son is not saving money up. What's going on here? <laughs> and I didn't know, so I left. And then I found out what you was doing. And I just thought, well, good on you, son. From a young Go age, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. 10, 11, it 12. Was. And it, it just, was. It just got more as the years went yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it, it was great. Well, I didn't mind you yeah. doing your own thing. It's, it's, yeah. And that was good that you actually... We're doing your thing. You're not relying on me all the time. Yeah, it, could, right. it could have gone like that. You're going to hold oh, me, old man, give me the money. He'll do this yeah. or that. But you didn't Never want did that. that. Yeah. Never wanted that. No, but it was, it was funny giving the taking the cast to school. For, yeah. uh, I love going there. It was funny because you come from East London and then we went to South West London mm. where it was all Chelsea fans. Yeah. All Chelsea fans, yeah, all the headhunters, all the nutbags, all yeah. the. And we were all West Ham fans, out there, wasn't it? it? And then was... all the games, we used to go up to Park. We used to, remember, it was like 28 stops or something from Kingston all the way to East Ham, West Ham to watch the games. Oh, yeah. And if they lost, it they was lost, a long, long journey home, wasn't it? <laughs> We used to start with a few bars. Though, I know, yeah, yeah. I know. What was the, um, I loved, I loved going to Upton Park. That, that feeling of being at Upton Park under the floodlights. How, what was that like for you? It was just, well, you, I, I knew nothing else because that was what you grew up with. Yeah. And it was like your second home. Yeah. 
you, this atmosphere, and it's you seem to when you get there, you knew everybody. Although yeah. you didn't know everybody, you seem to know everybody because yeah. you're all in the same area, seats, and yeah. sitting down. The games go, the atmosphere, the bubbles, yeah. the singing. Yeah. I suppose it's the same with every grad you think about. They talk about Liverpool's not wherever yeah. they sing. But there felt like home. Yeah. It was because it's, it's enclosed more. It felt it, naughty as well. It felt naughty. Because you're right, you were right next to the, 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 the touchline. Yeah. So some of those players, I know, mate. what I they know. used to get in their ears. And the fear of the, you know, if you come out of Upton Park Station oh. and you walk down the street, yeah. the fear of the away fans. It was. and But we yeah. all felt at home and comfortable. Yes. And, I think that's been a big problem going to the London Stadium. It's lost because it. it's lost that vibe, hasn't it? Lost it. I've been yeah. a few. I haven't been as often as I should have been because I, 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 I'm, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, I, I get there and you've got these pockets of singing going on. Yeah. But it's, it's not connected. It's yeah. too, it's too big, big. and you've got running big. tracks around it, and it just you yeah. feel disconnected. Mm. disconnected. So when you when you finish your pub world, how old are you? Fifty years old. Yeah, it's about 50, 51. And then you said, well, I'm retiring. Where did you go to? Well, the, the thing was, because of they, they took the food off me. Yeah. Uh, I lost, John Young was a, he was fantastic. He used to walk into the pub. He knew everything about you. This was the man who owned the brewery. Massive he was, wasn't he? he? Was massive. Young's Brewery. Very, yeah. yeah, very, very, um, what's the word? He's, um, eccentric, mm. very, very eccentric. And he'd walk in, but he'd know your name, the kid's name, the monkey's yeah. name. <laughs> what, you, what I did before he didn't know everything about you and the family yeah. he was that good he did his homework yeah. he'd come in and he'd tell you you're doing a fantastic you're doing this that and yeah. the other and then all of a sudden he'd turn around and he goes right he look around he's right, buy everybody in the pub a drink and then he'd walk off really and you see all these people just Quality. walk on a bar and his, his list of money was he never left yeah. any money but you just put it down to the, on the books yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah but but when he died and, and uh, it all changed obviously new people yeah. moved forward and that and they decided to take the food off us mm. uh, and that sort of thing and just become a pub manager oh, and yeah, it, yeah. I just couldn't handle it. Right. Just like, it's ruined my life as such to the point of like, that was enjoyable. Time to go. Yeah, it's time to go. And it, was, it was pretty good. It was, gave me a kick up the backside yeah, to start to say, What was that on. feeling like though? You knew that you were earning X amount of cash each week and life was good and da da da. What was that feeling like when you were like, oh God, now I'm going to earn zero and I'm going to leave the pub trade? Was that a fear factor? No, it wasn't a fear factor at all. Oh, for years and years, years of going, one thing my old man said to me: uh, "If you haven't got it in your pocket, you can't have it." Yeah, and he taught me as well. He's always said, "Put money away for a rainy day, son. You never know what's going to happen around the corner." You taught me that too. And I've always done that. So I did save and save and save because rainy day, what's yeah. going to happen? And it did come up. The rainy day come up, and I, I thought, no, I'm, I, I feel quite comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I was interested to see what I was going to move on to. Uh, and I left, I packed, well, I sold everything in my house. It, all my possessions, we, I sold up everything. And uh, I left uh, with a suitcase and uh, uh, Joe and I, my, my yeah. wife, drove. Were, were you married then? Yeah, I, I married Joe at the, in, in the pub. When yeah. We, yeah, we met Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and we, we've been together for about... Um, been together now 20 odd years. Yeah. About 25 years it is, is this it? year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We met... For, we was the lovely ten- couple. Oh, you both are like you're she both is my are, rock. Yeah, she's both amazing people. She is my rock. Yeah. It's like she she just my personal she trainer. Gets you. She gets she's, you, doesn't she? Oh, she's she's fantastic. Absolutely. So fantastic. where did you go then? What's the, what's the move? You left the left Kingston. Where did you go straight away? You, I said we sold everything. We left the pub with a suitcase each. We drove from uh, the pub to Spain. Yeah, and we took about two weeks going away through to Spain. I had a place out in Spain already. Yeah, uh, on in the Marbella. beach. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so I knew I had somewhere to go. So we drove there, unpacked, and uh, I remember waking up the next morning. 
I didn't have to go downstairs to do the brewery, do no the egg. pub, no egg. And I said, I woke up and walked down the beach and I walked into the port. Yeah. And I sat there, bought a paper, coffee, breakfast. And I thought, oh, this is my new office. Yeah, amazing. This is, yeah. and I just, you could feel your whole body yeah. relaxing. It so 30 great. years of proper graft. Yes. Because you're I've, a grafter. I've, I've never met a grafter like anyone. From like school. Yeah. I've never, I've never drawn the doll yeah. once. Yeah. I was Proper good. grafter. Yeah, yeah, What yeah. was that feeling like of getting up and going, I ain't got to do nothing? Well, it was, it was quite nice. Was it? It was quite nice to thought, right, I could spend time and do what I want to do. Mm. And I did, and uh, we did lots of stuff. Uh, we we moved there. Um, we become. We went away to good holidays all the time. Yeah. You lived I, a good life. Oh, I holiday in. How many years were you in my player for? Uh, we was there for uh, six years. Six years. Six, yeah, we only meant to go there for six months, but we ended up at six years. But we fun. we yeah. used it as a base because yeah. we shot uh, holidays and go all over yeah. the world and. We went to Canada a lot skiing. Yeah, uh, you come ski instructor, didn't you? Yeah, we went to. We took three months uh, out and went over to Canada. Lived over there for three months and uh, become a level two ski instructor. The pair of us. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was fabulous. Ski we're both amazing so, skiers. Yeah, just it just. Joe's a little bit better than me now. I think yeah. like her style because she's like she's really good. But I still I can pick her out on a mountain. Yeah, and she can pick me out because yeah. our style is complete. Because we talk by Canadian style rather than. The sort of French European French, style, yeah. yeah. But with so, your old skis clicking together, clicking together, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all used to ski like that, didn't exactly, we? Exactly, yeah, yeah. But now it's it was great, and we had to become personal trainers as well. We did a course in personal training out there as well. Lovely. We started a business out there. We're like training people on the beach yeah. uh, during the week, and then we go out weekends up to Sierra Nevada, mm. and we teach people skiing out there the weekends. Mm. So it was like lovely, it's perfect, isn't it? Perfect life. And Flip, then and flip flops and t-shirts. And then you then remember remember I think you left there and you came back. Remember we. Uh, do you remember, the, I think we went to to watch West Ham in a final. Remember the FA Cup final in 2006? Cardiff. Oh my God. Do you oh, remember that? Right. We got the it's, best seats in the house yeah. from the FA, yeah. the halfway line. And what was it? 1-0 one up. 1-0 one up. Was it 2-0 two two, up? 2-0 two up. 2-1. Two 2-1. One. Two one. And then the 90th Three. minute, Stevie yeah. Gerrard, Gerrard smashed it from 30 yards. The, the whistle, we were all whistling. We, West Ham fans we were whistling. We were celebrating, weren't we? Going, oh we've done it, we've done God. it. And this ball went through and it went in the goal and we just like went, Oh my God! It was the flattest was the feeling, wasn't it? It was the worst feeling ever. Yeah. Right and to then, win the FA Cup. After. And then they said penalties, and we just went, "Oh, oh God, there's no chance. There's no chance." <laughs> is there, you know? It was a good day on the on the on the oh, beers, though, wasn't it? Dear, but that was just <laughs> the best, the best, the best. Those days, you know, I could sit here for hours talking about days and out. Good and, days we've had oh, out. Gosh. Oh, it's, there's so many it's England matches, oh, England rugby, so many. Them, and boxing. the people you meet as well. And yeah. oh, boxing! Yeah. Wow, Jesus! Yeah, yeah, it's um, no. I, I've had a I've, I've had a good life, and so I don't say it like it's ending. No, no, it's Jesus, like, come no, on, no, Dad, no, you're fit like, as a fiddle. What I meant is, <laughs> I, I had a good life after I, I retired. I, I retired early, at yeah. fifty-one, yeah. and I've enjoyed my life. I've mm. relaxed. I've done, you know, helped you out and things yeah. like that. But that's what I don't mind doing. Yeah. I don't want to get bogged down at doing something. I've got Dad, to do. you've been an absolute star, helping me out. You were yeah. there from day one with the festival, Born Seven, yes. two thousand eight. Remember, that? you were the one. Who's looking after the spondoolies coming in on the weekend? You're the one protecting the festival, yeah. protecting the See. protecting the, the the money behind the bars. You're the one who helps set all that up, and you've been with me from day one, oh, yeah. every single year. Mm. And without you, I'm be where I am today on so many levels, Dad. Yeah, but actually, if you look at the the festival level. Having your old man protecting that side of things that mm. I couldn't protect because I was so busy running around knowing that. The money is safe. 
Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. so massive hearts off I loved to your it. dad. Yeah. No, no, I loved it. I, I loved your journey. I was, mm. I just thought I want to get on this journey with you, and, and what a journey! <laughs> what a journey! And it's 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 mm. been right the way through yeah. to present day, and it's yeah. it's I'm looking forward to the next lot. You know, yeah. it's. That keeps me going as well. Yeah, it keeps me going. What well, the next like chapter? This. Next chapter is big. Well, what's happening at the same, minute? So, I've, I've, you know, when I've come out and enjoy me training, I train all the time. Enjoy me CrossFit. And so, would you? You then? You obviously you've been training for forty odd years. Oh, unbelievable my, my, physique. Non-stop, non-stop. And and then you found CrossFit about six seven years oh, ago. Yeah. And then you become the fittest man in the UK and CrossFit. Do you know? And then you got a sponsor from Maximus, or when you were their brand ambassador on, on all the adverts. Yeah, the old age page. Yeah, no, but still, you were with like all the England rugby players, the England footballers, yeah, yeah. because everyone had this utmost respect for you. They mm. couldn't believe you're 60 years old and mm. beating 30 year olds in competitions and stuff. Mm. Just tell me about your CrossFit world. When did it start? And why did you get so addicted? It was one of those, you know, when you, for years, I was going back as far as I remember, I've always trained doing aerobics with the in the 80s with the, 80s, the birds, birds and everything. <laughs> I just had to keep fit. I'm, I'm one of these people that I can't sit still yeah and it's been through all through my life and I've enjoyed training don't get me wrong yeah. I love it I've done my football played quite high level football yeah. cricket yeah all that sort of thing boxing boxing yeah, yeah I did with boxing yeah. not didn't that didn't last too long yeah. Yeah. I could tell you about, about that but anyway it's like CrossFit come along all brand new sport mm. and you go down the gym I do the same thing down the gym every day, yeah. your legs, your chest, Lift weights, your back legs, and, and you look around and everybody doesn't talk to anybody or anything yeah. like that. Anyway, went to CrossFit and it's this new era of training. Mm. And I've never trained like this before, of, of like the whole body is being trained in different areas. And you can train with people that are, are better than you, worse than you, but you're all on the same level because mm. you've got different weights, you know, this sort of thing, but you all train together. Mm. And it was just, I just loved it. And I can't get enough. I still love it now. Yeah. I still train every you day. You train six, seven days a week. I have man. Sundays off. Yeah, but even yeah. Sunday, you say you have Sundays yeah. off, you're yeah, going out for a 30 mile bike ride. Yeah. That's not having a Sunday off. No, you train at six o'clock every single morning for God knows how many years. CrossFit, which is another level of sport, yeah. you know? What, what, when you competed, did you feel, how did you, how did you feel when you knew Maxim Muscle knocked on your door and was like, We've identified you. We'd love you as an ambassador. Did that make you feel top of the world? I was very proud. Yeah. Very, very proud. I just thought, well, you know, when you do things like that, you, you sort of blend in. Mm. I think what, what come about when I first started at CrossFit, because I was, I think I was 61, 62, I think, when I started doing CrossFit. And I felt you were fit as a fiddle before that. Yes, I and was, then you got into this new yeah, sport. But right? I do a lot of different things, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, handstand push ups, things I've never done, handstand push ups. Yeah. Like, tell me, you know, tell me some of the things you do in CrossFit. Well, you, it's. You're doing with weights. You're doing deadlifts. Overhead squat, overhead like squats. crazy stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Rope climbing, uh, muscle ups, press ups, handstand press ups. I can't handstand walk. That's the only thing that really bugs me. Yeah. I can't handstand walk. But everything else, I'll give a go at. Yeah. And I have given it a go at everything, and I've done really, really well. And when I started off, I, I embraced it. Mm. And then this CrossFit come about the actual games, and I thought, well, I don't know why not. It was it was sixty plus. Yeah. The group. And uh, I was like about 62, so 63. I thought, well, I'll have some of this. And I did it. And when you check your scores, I was number one in England. Yeah. You came number one in Europe as well. And I thought, oh, this is weird. And when it comes to the end, that's where I finished up. Yeah. And I just thought, amazing. this is amazing. Yeah. I must admit at the time, because it was early doors, you know, there might not have been a lot of people over 60 
There was, there was, there was, there was, there was, there was, there was loads. Oh, there was loads, but maybe not as many as there are to, right now. No, but there was shed loads. Yeah, dead. and I saw you get to number the one regions. because you're beating thirty year olds. Like you're beating like now. If I went out and there was thirty year olds, you're beating thirty year olds in CrossFit, and you're in your mid sixties, Dad. Yeah, but it's it's at that level. You don't beat them. No, you, I know you that. But you're, you compete them. with them. I can but compete you, with them. Yeah, you're yeah, competing yeah. with every day at six o'clock in the morning. I just yeah. find it astonishing. And everyone who knows you, Dad, absolutely loves you. You're the most humble <laughs> human being I've ever met, and you're my old man, and you're fit as. People love you. You've got most amazing manners, and you're just an all-round, like a superhuman person. And everyone <sighs> you speak to says exactly the same. When even when you're not there, Dad. Oh, that's nice to hear. It's it's lovely. Well, that's really... how I want to be. Yeah. I, I I like. I like being like that. I don't like to be any other way. No. And I. You're a proper just, gentleman. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And having you as my dad is uh, it's not a prouder feeling. And I'm not yeah, just saying that because I'm sitting there on a thing. You know how close we are. Yeah. I, I wouldn't you know? have any other way, so. Yeah. I wouldn't have um, any other way. And what's your, what's your now, what's your next thing that you're really looking forward to now? Or do you just love being fit and healthy? How do you feel every day? Do you feel good in yourself? I do feel, you know, every has their odd days. Yeah. You know, you can't, and especially what's going on now, you can't help it. But I still love going out. I go out every day, take the camera, Take some great pictures down the beach. Yeah. Just living a forest. good life, living isn't a good it? life, yeah. And you know, I I I, you, I, I love my training. I, yeah. I look forward to my training. This is it's been really hurtful for me, not being able to be with her. But you know, but same as everybody. I'm not yeah. just talking about me. This is the same with everybody. But yeah. not being around those people, training, having a laugh. Yeah. They're your family as well. Mm. Your extended family. Mm. Training by yourself. I train with Joe. I train. You know this sort of thing. But it's not the same. Yeah. But you still, I still got to do it. I've, yeah. In my mindset, I have to do it. Mm. I can't let myself go. It's, it's 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 something I have to do every day. Absolutely. To keep my mind, my body. You know, I want to live a long life. Yeah. You know. No, you're going hundred, mate. You're well, fit this, as. You're going hundred. Let's hope so. Absolutely. They might change it to hundred plus, <laughs> ninety plus. Later yes. on, by the time I get there. Oh, yeah. I know when I'm looking you in the eyes, right? There is so many more stories. God. Maybe not for this camera, maybe off camera. But we yeah, know yeah, these yeah. stories, and uh, oh, it's just an absolute pleasure to have you on here to have a, an hour conversation with your old man. Is it Who's already? your best mate? Well, yeah, fifty-seven. Well, Who's your best mate? Yeah, there's not many good. sons and dads can say that no, genuinely. No. And you know? it's been like that from day dot. Day dot. Yeah, yeah. We, I don't think we've had a crossword. No, no. I don't think we've. You've supported me on every single thing. It'll serve you and you've given been, me confidence and I've got to belief say and, how generous you've been, son, mm. since you've turned your life around and you've mm. had stuff you can hand back to me. You've mm. been the most generous son mm. I could ever have, mm. honestly. You, nice you've, know, yeah, you've given me so mm. much mm. love and you've given me a fantastic grandson. Mm. Well, Alfie boy. Alfie boy. <laughs> Another West Ham to keep him going on, I know, isn't but <laughs> yeah, I just oh, love him a bit. Yeah. He's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's something special. He's Dad, special. it's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved this and I'm sure we'll do another one another day, but you're, you're probably my hero. Thanks for coming Cheers, on, sir. mate. Thanks, it's been a quality pleasure. Good man. Yeah. Nice one, Cheers. Man.